building. Uh, the, the damage and, and the ultimate destruction of the buildings was caused by the airplanes, by architectural defect, or possibly by bombs or, or aftershocks. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it was an architectural defect. You know, the World Trade Center was always known as a very, very strong building. Don't forget, that took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation. And it withstood that. And I got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building. And I said, I can't believe it. The building was standing solid and half of the columns were blown out. I mean, so this was an unbelievably powerful building. Uh, if you know anything about structure, it was one of the first buildings that was built from the outside. The steel, the reason the World Trade Center had such narrow windows is that in between all the windows, you had the steel on the outside. So you had the steel on the outside of the building. That's why when I first looked, and you had big, heavy I-beams. When I first looked at it, I couldn't believe it because there was a hole in the steel. And this is steel that was, you remember the, the width of the windows in the World Trade Center, folks. I think, you, you know, if you were ever up there, they were quite narrow. And in between was this heavy steel. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through the steel? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously. Because I just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So glad that you are listening right now. Uh, we've got a great Friday show. I've got a great Friday show. I'm so used to saying we. Uncle Milty's usually here. Uh, and so I'm happy to uh, address a whole lot of things. Of course, Feinstein's uh, death. We'll talk about that in the show today. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff I've got I've got on the ledger today. You can't even believe. Um, but we're going to start in a place, you know, I had... Uh, I've had different uh, guests on for uh, 9-11, and 9-11 seems to be kind of this wake-up moment where we, where we really kind of discuss the, th- the fact that the narrative just doesn't hold up. <laughs> and I know uh, maybe it does for some out there that just want to cling to the narrative, but that, that intro, that was Trump actually calling in 20-some-odd 20, 20 years ago now um, on the news about structural uh, the, the structural part of the buildings because the, the news had him call in because he's such a aficionado on how the buildings you know were built in New York, and, and there he was even commenting, and so was the newscaster about the fact that uh, something else uh, took those buildings down. So very, very interesting phone call from the Wayback Machine that I wanted to play again. And my guest uh, that, is, that is joining me is Kevin Ryan. And uh, he was the site manager in 2001 at Environmental Health Laboratories in South Bend, Indiana. And at the time, uh, this uh, Environmental Health Laboratories was a subsidi- uh, subsidiary of Underwriters Laboratories, a global uh, safety consulting and certification corporation that tested a range of consumer and industrial products for compliance, of course, with government safety standards, right? And so they provided fire-resistant ratings for structural uh, steel components to ensure compliance with New York City building codes. So I welcome to the show, uh, Kevin Ryan. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. You bet. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. You bet. You bet. I can't wait to hear from you on this because I'm sure that uh, that when you saw this happen, as we all did, you know, as we all did, as we all kind of joined in on the TV sets uh, after the after the first crash into the first tower, I'm sure there were a lot of people. I would imagine scratching their heads just a little bit at this. 
And so this was uh, the the UL had certified the steel in the World Trade Center buildings. Yes, that's right. Right. And our C yeah our CEO came to our location and rather boastfully told us about this. Hmm. Wow. That UL had certified the steel components used to build the, the World Trade Center towers. Mm-hmm. That's also true for World Trade Center Building 7, which many people have maybe still not seen, but there was a third skyscraper that fell yes. that day. Yes. And it's called World, World Trade Center Building 7. So all three of these buildings had their steel components certified for fire resistance by UL. Mm-hmm. And more than that, my company, while I worked there, was participating in the official government investigation Hmm. into the destruction of the towers. Mm -hmm. So that investigation was being uh, led by the Department of Commerce Agency, NIST, or the National Institute for Standards and Technology. Hmm. And so UL was contracted to to help with this investigation. I think we were all baffled. And (laughs) certainly, you know, internally, I was talking to the CEO and the head of the fire resistance division, and they had no answers for what really happened. You know, just to put it in a nutshell, our company certified the steel components to the New York City Code, which required three hours for columns and four hours for world for, for floor assembly. So, hmm. and one of the buildings collapsed in 56 minutes. So, you know, hours as opposed to 56 minutes is a big gap. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so my company participated in testing models of the of the World Trade Center floor assemblies at that time when I worked there, mm-hmm. and um, and they um, unfortunately disproved what was the main hypothesis at that time. It was called the pancake theory. Right. You know the theory the theory that the floors had sagged and then just completely collapsed into a pile of pancakes and then the columns just fell over. <clears throat> This was the for three years. This was the main uh, hypothesis, mm-hmm. and uh, in 2004, uh, we did some testing. We we did it with with and without fireproofing on the floor assemblies, mm-hmm. and the the floors would not fail. They wouldn't fail to hold their load. The problem that came after that is I I, I was a laboratory director. I've been a laboratory director my whole career. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, testing samples to national standards, just as we were doing with the floor assembly models. And and two months after these tests, the the NIST agency came out with a draft report stating basically uh, that the floors had failed and that uh, they'd sagged more in their computer. See, they... They couldn't rely on the physical testing that was done, so they had to exaggerate the sagging in the in the uh, mm-hmm. in the computer. And just so you have an idea, in the in the physical tests, the floors did sag about three inches, although they didn't fail to hold their load. Interesting. But in the in the computer model, NIST turned that into 42 inches of extreme sagging, and uh, they did a lot of uh, manipulations to the computer model. And came up with this idea that somehow the floors had pulled the columns inward and caused the building to collapse, uh, the towers to collapse. Which would have um, happened. That, you're you're, right. you're saying that could not have happened <laughs> that way. Yes. Well, it couldn't have happened. Even if you look at the report, the fact is they did so many manipulations. They, they in fact, had to even disconnect the floor assemblies from the columns before they applied the forces. So, you know, wow. this is just fiction. Right. It's just a fictional computer model. And this this fact was emphasized when a, a, one of my colleagues, Ron Brookman, a structural engineer, uh, requested the computer model data. 
through a FOIA, a Freedom mm -hmm. of Information Act, and mm -hmm. NIST responded that they couldn't share their computer model data because it might jeopardize public safety. <laughs> and, Wait a minute, are you serious? Yeah, it's that was the reason? Wow. It's completely absurd. So, <sighs> you know, there... There's a lot more to it than that. There's evidence of extreme temperatures, mm -hmm. molten metal pouring out of the buildings and in the in the pile at ground zero. And this all points to a chemical reaction called the thermitic reaction, thermite reaction, thermitic reaction. And it's a it's a reaction between aluminum and iron oxide, for example, in which the oxide is transferred to the aluminum and a, and a huge amount of, of, of energy is given off. It's very exothermic. Mm -hmm. And that's what caused the molten metal at ground zero and in, 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 uh, in the buildings as they were collapsing. Now, you're from Utah, so I just wanted to mention mm -hmm. that, you know, one of the great heroes of the 9-11 Truth Movement was a professor from Brigham Young University. Yes, we're friends. Stephen E. Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent he's guy. Close. Okay, he's a close colleague of mine. We've written a number of papers together. Love it. And established, established that thermite was uh, present at the World Trade Center, which just could not be unless there was something untoward happening. Yeah. I, in fact, where would they have put this in the building to make it do what it actually did? Because I know that there are pictures out there of groups um, standing next to uh, installed um, explosives high up in the buildings. Where would, they would where, where would they have had to have placed those things in order for it to, to fall the way it did? do you think? Well, one place is at the base of the building. Uh, the, the columns were were tapered, you know, so mm -hmm. they started off very thick at the bottom and then they tapered off into a thinner uh, version at the That's top. That's what These Trump was talking about. On his on yeah. the newsreel, he was saying that they were very narrow up top. That's right. They were, okay. they were 110 story buildings. So down at the bottom, huge, massive core columns that uh, I believe is where the thermite needed to be placed for the uh, these buildings to collapse at the bottom. And then also at the top, uh, we found throughout World Trade Center dust samples, uh, material that we call nanothermite or superthermite. And mm -hmm. it's these tiny little chips of thermitic material that do ignite and give off the products of thermitic reaction. Uh, and so they're scattered throughout the World Trade Center dust. And um, so a couple of places at the core of the, uh, of the base of the building and then mm -hmm. also uh, throughout the, the other levels of the building, uh, thermitic materials were present. Now, we're not ruling out that there are also maybe molecular explosives, things mm -hmm. like RDX or HMX, mm -hmm. but they had, they had to limit that um, you know, to some extent, which is why thermite was so useful because it doesn't make a huge explosive sound. And uh, RDX and HMX, HMX do so, but even you know even in the video um, evidence, if you see the towers collapsing, you can see these things that people call demolition squibs ejecting from 30 floors below the collapse front. Just these cannon-like right. ejections of debris. You can see it, and people thought that was from the weight. That was not from the weight. That's bill. right. No, no. And in fact, I wrote a paper on that at the Journal of 9-11 Studies, where I'm the, uh, the editor now. And uh, I talked about how that really couldn't have happened from compressive forces from the collapsing front, because first of all, it was, as I said, up to 30 floors below the collapse front. Mm. Right. So that pressure couldn't have built up right. down there. And, um, you know, the ejection of the material, some of these columns, uh, exterior columns were ejected for 100 feet across 
the World Trade Center complex, just, you know, they're huge mm-hmm. panels. Mm-hmm. So the towers were exploding upward and outward and ejecting material hundreds of feet away. And, um, and at the same time, there was really nothing on top that was causing a compression. So, you know, after the pancake theory died by my, mm-hmm. my company performing these tests, they, they resorted to something, although they don't call it this, it's commonly known as the pile driver okay. theory. That somehow, somehow the upper portion, and for example, in World Trade Center 1, the upper portion was only about uh, 25 stories of the 110 stories. Mm-hmm. And so the, the idea is these 25 stories, they just plowed through. The weight. <laughs> the, the, right, the yeah. 95 cold st- uh, stories of cold steel uh-huh. and, you know, through the path of most resistance. Right. And, and it's, it's obviously illogical. But because it's such an important issue, we've had to go to great detail to, to explain to people how this could not happen. Right, because the lie has been so bold. And that's our problem is that when they when they first ring out this narrative and even change the narrative really from pancake to pile driver, right? Because they were trying to shift so that they could kind of hide how this happened, in my view. Um, we're gonna right. go to, we're gonna go to break, but when we come back, we have so much to discuss. Who you think the terrorists really are, who um, and how you tried to get this information. And I'm sure everyone at your company was scratching their heads because they realized that the buildings, just like even Trump at the time, said there's no way this could have happened without some sort of explosive. So we'll be right back challenging the narrative again. We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. My guest is Kevin Ryan. Be right back. You know that feeling every time that circuit breaker blew? Hi, everybody. This is important. There is a very, very little known IRS loophole. And you have the ability right now to safeguard your IRA or 401k and have it be backed by, with gold. And this is an amazing little loophole that Birch Gold will tell you about. And you need to get this information. You text 989898, that number, and text the name Kate in the message part, okay? So the phone number is 989898. Just think of that as the phone number. Text that number. And then, of course, text the name Kate. It's not true diversification if your savings depend on the stability of the dollar. So gold and silver were money long before. And of course, you need to make sure that you have plenty of gold and silver. And silver is amazing, too. So make sure you've got that. Also, it's a safeguard against inflation um, and also protecting against economic downturns, too. When crisis strikes, desperate investors, they seek shelter from the storm. And so this is where you can own your own uh, safe haven assets and get some sleep and sleep a little better and soundly than anyone else. So please learn how gold and silver can do that for you and then also work for you, not just to have in your home, but work for you. That's huge, you guys. This is why I like Birch Gold. This is why Ron Paul likes Birch Gold. This is why he has been talking about them for a long time is because these guys know those loopholes. They understand what you guys can do uh, to safeguard your money safeguard your assets. This is a big deal because with digital currency coming in, you're going to want to do this right now. All you have to do is text Birch Gold, text him 989898 and text the name Kate. Hey everybody, you need to be prepared. Please be prepared. Don't be the guy that's not prepared. Please. Leading authority, emergency preparedness, jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E 
jacemedical.com, jacemedical.com. There's two ways to be prepared. Number one, antibiotics. They have an antibiotic kit you can have and it's got five emergency life-saving medications to use in the time of need, okay? The second way, backup prescription supply. Get an extended reserve of your current medication to avoid shortages. Look what happened in Maui. Look at, look at some of the events that have been going on. Not climate change, by the way, but look at some of the events going on. Oh my gosh. Please be prepared in this way. This is such a fantastic opportunity to do this. You can put in the code Kate. You can get some savings. Um, and also, you're going to gain peace of mind with a long-term supply of medications that you know are sitting there. There's nothing like knowing that you have that on hand. Uh, they never think about, like, kidney infection you could get, pneumonia, you know, um, wound infections, all these different things. And there is a place for antibiotics. And if you can have this kit available to you, it's huge. You can get up to 12-month backup supply of your daily prescriptions an entire year. Oh, please go do this. I can't even tell you. Anything that you're on right now that you know you need to continue, diabetes, whatever the case may be, heart health, blood pressure, please go do this. Go to jacemedical.com and put in the code Kate. Thanks, you guys. 73-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. To find ourselves again. September morn. This month go without inviting Kevin Ryan on because he is <laughs> he's an amazing source of information for and and honestly the truth for what happened uh, in 9-11 I can't I'm just so excited to talk with him right now and hope you're enjoying this too as far as getting to the facts of the buildings because uh, it was his company too that was involved in 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 signing off for for structural you know standards and so if you're going to talk to anybody about how those buildings fell he would be the guy, uh, Kevin Ryan. So I just wanted to say real quick, please text Birch ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. Text my name Kate and get their free information. It's free. Please look it over. They have different IRS loopholes you can you can do. They have different ways to back your IRAs with gold. There are so many ways to secure yourself right now, and you might as well find out what they are, because I know everyone's nervous with digital currency coming in as it transitions in step by step. Please go to and text the six digit number 989898 and text the name Kate. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Kevin. Um, Let's talk about the cost of 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to touch on why this is important. And, you know, I'm not only the editor of the Journal of 9-11 Studies, but I'm also a board member at a new organization called the International Center for 9-11 Justice. Mm. And so we're trying to explain to people through research and education just why, uh, first of all, why the official reports are false, Mm -hmm. what the best evidence is otherwise, but also why it's so important. So I often refer to... uh, the study is done by Brown University's Watson Institute, if you haven't been familiar with those. But mm-hmm. approximately four and a half million people have died in the global war on terror that was initiated by the crimes of 9-11. Right. You know, in addition to that, we spent $8 trillion by that conservative estimate, which is, what, a quarter of our national debt. Um and there's been a massive expansion of executive power that has been abused not only by the Bush administration, but also by Obama and by the Biden administration. Just, uh, you know, once it's uh, uh, instituted, it becomes free free game for anybody who wants to be a rogue. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, mass surveillance, right? That mm-hmm. that hasn't, you know, that hasn't been reduced since 9-11. That has expanded. Um, indefinite detention of people. Yep. Uh, torture. Patriot torture Act. Patriot Act that was already developed the before Act. they adhered it to us in the name of 9-11. Right. War-making powers. You mm-hmm. know, we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq. Right. But really... There's been other invasions since then, Libya. Yeah. You know, not not official wars, but, uh, but wars. Biden has used has has used the uh, 2001 authorization for military force in Somalia. You mm-hmm. know, they all use it. It's, right. it's just it's it's creating a dictatorship in the executive branch of the United States government that really is not representative of the people of the. Of no, because all they did was switch the words that they use. Right. And so instead right. of having to go and, and, and get approval from Congress for war, they just call it military action. They just call it something else. And then all of a sudden we're tied in and we can do what they can do what they want under their dictatorship. That's right. That's why it's so important for people to recognize that 9-11, the basis for all of this was false. And, and it was a it was a false flag operation, a psychological mm-hmm. operation on the American people. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to see that. We can go see that a little bit more uh, yes. later, but we'll come back. Basically, go ahead. Yeah. Basically, the official reports are are provably false. Mm-hmm. Not only the 9/11 commission report, but also the the reports on the World Trade Center destruction. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And mm-hmm. you know, the cost of, that we have bared, we have borne is just uh, ridiculous. And so the taking it, of it, freedom. It, it, it's something yeah, it's yeah. Take, exactly. You know, if we're not interested in our own freedom right. and we're our gonna, own ability to restrict search and seizure, for example. Right. We're going to come right back right. more with Kevin Ryan when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. We'll talk about who the terrorists really are. Be right back. Balance of Nature 